In this episode of The Focus Coach, I interviewed Sarah, a wonderful and passionate woman who quit her job, left everything behind, got in an RV, and is traveling the country currently. In the interview, we explore why she made the decision, some of her experiences on the road, and what's next for her. So stick around, let's get started. All right. Well, welcome, Sarah, to The Focus Coach. I'm so excited to have you on with me today. You're actually, truth be told, my first interviewee, so I'm breaking the ground here with you. This is awesome. Uh, Thank you so much, Jeff, for having me. (laughs) Well, thank you. You're such a good sport. And getting to know you over the years, I am deeply impressed with, one, your spirit. You're just such a kind and strong woman and team player. I see you all around in uh, coffee shops, you know, with your groups talking about, you know, group things, strategizing about events. And it's just been amazing to just get to know you over the years and even spend some one-on-one time with you. And so when I saw you and you said, Hey, I'm leaving, getting into an RV and doing some traveling and quitting my job. That was awesome to hear. I love people following their passion. And so I would love to just to, to talk on this podcast about your decision to do that and then some of your experiences and then what's next. So those three things, how does that sound? That sounds great. I'm excited. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So take us through, you know, here you have a good job with good people that you work with. What in you started to yearn for this other life and then what made you kind of do that, make that decision? Yeah. So I think that the travel bug really set in me when I left the country for this first time. And that was three years ago when I went to El Salvador for my first trip with Rotary International, my Rotaract club. And after that trip, I feel like there was this fire inside of me that was like, I feel as if I meant for more than just this. I mean, I had some really amazing friends and I loved my job in Keene and I just, I have a lot of love and passion for the Keene area. Like it's just an amazing community, but I knew that if I didn't step out of that comfort zone that I had been in for so many years that I might've never done this at all. It was one of those things that I just kept getting pulled and I would pull myself back and be like, that's insane, Sarah. Don't move. <laughs> your, your your family's here. Your friends are here. Everything you need is right here. What? Why do you want to go? So I kept talking myself out of it for probably three years. I would apply for other jobs in like Florida and North Carolina and some out West. And then I would turn jobs down because I would get cold feet. It was like getting married, but for jobs. And I was just like, all right something's got to give here. I found somebody that was willing to take this crazy idea of getting in an RV and living in an RV. And he was like, all right, I support you. And I was like, you do? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, do you actually really want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I do. It just came alive. So yeah, so you had this past experience of traveling and it really got the bug going for you, the fire. You realize there's a lot to experience in life. You know, you weren't married, have kids and all these things. Yeah, you had a stable job and your family is in the town where you worked. But this yearning is really uh, powerful. And what I hear you saying too is that you had a buddy or a boyfriend, right? Boyfriend? Yeah, yeah boyfriend. Who uh, 
was amenable to doing this with you and really inspired you to kind of live this dream. And so you've been on the road for what, a few months now? Yeah, we left in November. So we've been on the road for officially two and a half months. Yeah. Wow. It's been crazy. Like, I think that my expectations and what's actually happening are so different, but I'm trying (laughs) to, I'm trying to come down to planet earth and be like, okay, this is life. (laughs) Mm. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're having a lot of fun. We've made it down the East coast so far. We're in South Carolina currently. Wow. So you've really taken your time to, to stop and enjoy sites along the way and even certain places. Yes. So when we started planning this trip, it was it was a national park trip. But as we're going along, we're realizing that, you know, we're going to have to spend bigger bulks of time in places, make a little money and then keep going. So mm-hmm. we have came down the East Coast. We spent some time in Shan- the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. We went over to um, Virginia Beach, spent some time down to Wilmington, North Carolina, um, Savannah, Georgia, Florida, and then we came back up and were settled in Kynards, South Carolina. <laughs> and I say Kynards because down here they call it Kynards, but all New Englanders would call it Kynards. <laughs> <laughs> so when Brandon and I came down here, we were like, yeah, we're staying in, in Kynards. And they're like, Kynards? <laughs> they're like, Kynards? Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, okay, it's Kynards. <laughs> Well, what I love about this, it's not, and this is another thing I respect about you is you're, you're a planner as well. You have a strategic mind. And so you didn't just go into this kind of willy nilly. You thought it out. You, you both planned ahead. Originally it was something else. Then you really got into the reality and said, oh, wait a second. We also have to do a little work, you know, because some people can do it. They're independently wealthy. They just go for however long and, and do it. You realize that you have to make some money to, put gas and, you know, and the RV and food on the table. And so you've had to adjust as you've gone along. And at the same time, you've had a ton of fun. I think we're in a different position because we're 25 years old. So we don't Mm. have, it's a catch 22 because we don't have kids and we don't have a mortgage. So we have freedom to do this, but we're also not that classic retired RV couple that has saved for, you know, 40 plus years to be able to do this. So I guess what we we realized was, first off, no better time than now because we're physically able and we have that excitement to do it. But second, we're going to have to figure out financially how to do this with our, you know, I have college loans and bills. So kind of to your point, this did take a lot of planning. I mean, it wasn't just, I think some people will just buy a van and remodel it and do it on the whim, but that's really not my style. (laughs) Um, I'm more of a planner. So yeah, I definitely, we definitely took three or four months before leaving and really sat down and like did out a budget and planned out our stops. And we found a campground in South Carolina that would take us on for a worker site exchange program Mm, where, yeah. And they do them all over the country for young campers, couples like us. So we actually um, do work around the campground in exchange for our site. That's excellent. Yeah. Cool. I love that. So, you know, tell us about uh, an experience or two on the road these two and a half months that has either been really uh, challenging and or something that's really happened that's been amazing. Yeah. Well, I guess I could do both. Challenging experience. 
Well, I guess this is a more broad, challenging experience, but we are living in 24 feet of space. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I guess I didn't realize how emotional it would be to completely just leave your whole life and family behind and be just consumed with one person in 24 feet of space. And not to say that I haven't met other people and um, made friends along the way as I've been down here, but you definitely are challenged with yourself Mm. and your significant Mm. other. Like I have, Mm. I think, learned more about myself in the last two and a half months on the road than I have in like two and a half years. Yeah. And that's because I'm like alone with myself a lot and alone with my significant other a lot. So we're forced to like deal with our deal with our crap. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, and I, and I call them triggers, right? And most people, as we, we know, listening, they have an extra room in the house. They need some space. They can just, I have Mantown in my basement. There's this drum set down there. And I just say, Hey, I'm going down to Mantown for a little while or just going to go on the porch. Right. But you're in this one room thing entity and it's forcing you quote unquote to really reconcile each other to understand each other's triggers and not push each other's buttons the, the best you can and coexist and get along, communicate, right? Learn how to communicate effectively. <laughs> yeah, there's some days where I'll just turn to him and I'll be like, communication is hard. <laughs> yeah. And that's really what it comes down to. I think our biggest challenge, my biggest challenge, is being faced with the communication barrier and being like, really calm and logical with that communication. Back in Keene, when I was working a couple jobs and going in and out of meetings, I kind of just went bang, 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 bang. Like I didn't have time to really think and reconcile what I was saying or how I was doing it. But now I really do. I process those Mm. things so much better now. Mm. Yeah. So more mindful. Yes, definitely more mindful, which is all around holistic, my body, my everything. Mm. So That would probably be the biggest challenge is communication. And then I think the most amazing moments we've had is just connecting with people that we never thought we would have. I started a done with the BS Instagram account, um, which is tracking our travels. And, you know, I'll tag different locations that we've gone. And I had a really nice woman who's actually an amazing artist. She commented on one of my posts and said, welcome to Newberry, South Carolina. And I had no idea who she was, but I just was like, all right, I need to reach out to her because she's so nice to just put in that energy and comment on my post. So I I messaged her on Instagram and she was willing to meet me at a local coffee shop. And we just like connected and vibed in so many ways that have expanded so much bigger than the initial post. So like I've had amazing experiences like that so far where Mm. I like met some really awesome people. She's a, she's an aspiring artist. She quit her job and she was like, I'm going to follow my passion and just paint. Now she's like in the middle of like launching her business and X, Y, and Z. And I'm just so thankful to have met, you know, someone kind of with a similar soul as mine. That's incredible. And like you said, very inspiring. And you see other people are grappling or sitting with the same thing that you are, this kind of notion of like, what's next? And we're going to get to that in a, in a little while. What's next for you? So you, you started this uh, Done With The BS Instagram account. Is that something the listeners here can go to and check out? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, obviously I have a personal page, but I figured to track travels and not bombard my personal page with a bunch of awesome mm. photos, I we made a little side account and it's underscore done with the BS. And I just want to help inspire people and show people that this was possible. So I wanted to do that through Instagram. Yeah. And what do you mean by done with the BS? Explain that to us. Because we think we think we know what BS means. <laughs> well, you guys are right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think it means something different for everybody. But for me, personally, when I made the account, it meant that not that my life was BS. It was just I was done with that day-to-day routine and that trap that we all can find ourselves in if we don't actively work on following some of our passions outside of like the daily grind. So mine was done with the BS is like, I'm done with the daily grind. I'm done with not finding out who I am. I'm done with not being fully happy in myself. So Mm. like, that's what it means to me. But I think Mm. a lot of people can relate to it in other ways. And it also just happened to be my boyfriend's name is Brandon and my name is Sarah. So BS. Um, and it actually, the reason I named it that was because this past summer we were in a cornhole tournament and Brandon goes, I said, what, what is our team name going to be? It was just him and I, and he goes, throw in some BS. (laughs) (laughs) So we're throwing like in this cornhole tournament and it's Brandon and Sarah throwing the BS. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's our Instagram handle done with the BS. That is awesome. And, you know, I know most of us can relate to exactly what you're talking about. You know, some people, it took you a few years and a lot of people spend their lives, not quite uh, either not knowing what their passion is or not listening to those whispers, not really understanding who they are on that deep level it's taking you a trip around the country to really settle into this thing. And I think that's amazing that you're able, especially at your age with, you know, yeah, you have commitments and bills and such, but, you know, kids and mortgage and all that stuff, not yet. And so you have that freedom, mm-hmm. that notion of freedom, right? Like for, so for instance, for this artist that you met at the coffee shop, right? How long has it been for her to, you know, how long she's been sitting with this, right? And you obviously inspired her and that's really cool. So I'm curious about that. Like what what's what was her journey? Yeah, I think she worked in multiple office jobs. If I remember correctly, she went to school for criminal justice. And she was telling me that at points in time that she always just had this um entrepreneur mindset. Like she accidentally stumbled upon owning a small bookstore and she loved that freedom and she loved that flexibility. But she always ended up having to go back to that nine to five corporate job when it was all said and done. She has a daughter and she's got, you know, some life commitments there. And I think what she had told me was she finally was just like, you know what, I'm only I'm only going to have so much time to actually pursue this. And she's always enjoyed painting. And you know, what's Mm. funny is she told me that years ago, she was just terrible at it. She was so bad at painting, she said. She went to one of those Mm. paint nights and she showed me her first um, paint night painting. She'll probably watch this and laugh, but yeah, I mean, she had some improvements to make. And, but now her work is absolutely stunning. And it's because she took the time to master it. Like she had a Mm. passion for painting and she wasn't great at it, but she 
she became great at it. And that's actually really inspiring for me because, you know, that just shows that anybody at any point in time can just say, you know what, I've always wanted to do this. I love doing that. Why wouldn't I just practice it and get better? I love it. And I love that notion of inspiration. You know, you inspired each other. So it's this give and take. Yeah, It's a thing that we share in. That's why I'm doing this podcast is to get people that are inspiring on the line, just like you. What I love too, is that you don't actually have to quit your job and travel the country to find that passion, right? You can take up painting. You can hear the whispers of something you want to do. For instance, I love drumming and I keep up with drumming. It gives me an outlet for music and I play with other people. And it's just that uh, I'm not going to be a, you know, a world professional drummer, you know, traveling the world and all this stuff. But, you know, I love it enough to keep it up. Right. And so it, it's very inspiring. I can talk about it. I get energy. And that's exactly what you're talking about is, you know, even start small, find something. It's just, just find it, get into it. Yeah. For sure. And you might have to try a million different things. Like I'm somebody who I have such a hard Mm -hmm. time focusing on one thing because I just want to like help everyone and do everything. So like, you know, I found that running's good for me. Like I like to run and I like to hike and I like to be outdoors and that's enough for me. And maybe down the road, like there will be like a more narrow path for me in passion. But I think if everyone found a little niche that can take them away from their day-to-day life, they would be Mm. so much happier. I love it. Man, that's beautiful, poetic. And that's a great segment. Our last component of our podcast here is you're also, here you are on the road, getting to know yourself, really tight quarters and learning how to communicate and understand your own triggers. And like you said, keep calm and rational as much as possible, especially in a 24-foot space. (laughs) And yeah, there you go. Double, double thumbs up. Yes. (laughs) You know, at the same time, you realize that you do want to work. You do have whispers of something that's next for you. And it's possibly not traveling the country for the rest of your life. You know, maybe it's settling down somewhere, maybe not. But, and you mentioned the word entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. So I understand that I have my own business that I created or it created me. I don't know the chicken or the egg, but you know, I'm curious to hear about, and I I think our listeners here are curious too, is like, you're just hearing these whispers of entrepreneurship. So it's just coming up for you. What is it saying? What, What messages are you gleaning out there on the road in terms of that? I think that the biggest thing that's pulling me right now is helping others do this. So whether you are 18 years old and just graduated high school and you're not ready for college, or you're 25 years old and you've been out of college for a few years and you're realizing there's got to be something more to life, or maybe you're even 66 years old, freshly retired, and just got to figure out how to travel the United States in a way that makes sense for you. I feel as if something's pulling me to help people do that because Mm. there's so much behind traveling it's because it's so much bigger than ourselves. And if I can help people budget and plan and book things and just even dive a little more into that mindset and like emotional being behind the traveling and coach them through that, I would be a pretty satisfied person. That's really awesome. Yeah. I mean, just hearing you say that is such a almost novel idea. You know, it's like travel coach. 
find your bliss on the road. You know, these things just start coming up for me. You know, these like taglines. Yeah. And I mean, we obviously there's people out there that probably are doing this and there's travel agents, but they don't travel agents don't help you through the experience. They don't, they don't feel like a friend to you or maybe they do. I, I shouldn't judge that, but they're there to book your travels. I'm looking to do a little bit more. I'm looking to help you even find yourself a little deeper, mm. you know, and maybe that means while you're on the road, you're doing certain journal entries and you're, you're reading certain books that pertain to you. But, you know, through all of those travels, I'm that all around coach in the sense that I've helped you budget. I've helped you get to the national park that you want to see. Mm-hmm. And now I'm helping you work through whatever you're holding inside that you want to work out. Yeah, that's wonderful. Cause you know, firsthand now two and a half months in the benefit of being, you know, by yourself or having a lot of time to yourself to reflect and kind of get deeper into understanding who you are, right? Yeah. It's wonderful. When I started going back, I'm going way back, uh, 17 years ago when I created my business, you know, 16 years ago, I guess. When I first heard the whispers of what's next for me, I thought it was to go into therapy. And so I explored that avenue and I realized that was a little too limiting for me. And so I literally typed into Google, which I think it was like the first year Google was out. <laughs> it said, I said, careers in psychology and spirituality and out came in the search, the phrase life coaching. And I had no idea what that was. So I started to learn about it. And then I ended up liking it so much. I took, got a certification that next year. And now 15 years later, I'm here, there and everywhere uh, now doing a lot of business coaching and executive coaching and stuff. So who knows where the road will lead you? Only a fool would say. That's Frank Sinatra, by the way. So you're just hearing these whispers, right? And is there a next component to figuring this out a little bit more uh, practically, technically? Like, tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, nothing set in stone. It's really in the beginning stages. But Mm. I think that what I need to really do is sit down and just map this out. Like I have all of these ideas in my brain. I'm that person that has all these these ideas, but then I never sit down and actually write out the plan. So I know that I actually need to get a little more um, determined to sit down and write that plan. I think part of me is a little scared, but then the other part of me is like, you were scared to do this trip. You were scared to leave your family. Like, why would you be scared for this? Like, just, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, if I don't do it, I think I'll regret it. So we can avoid things because they seem vague or unclear or scary. And yet, once you start getting into it, you know, you find that the paper. And so I love that you just came to that insight that that's what you really need to do is start assembling your thoughts about this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really live by the theory that nothing's, you know, in terms of like goals and actions, like it lives in your brain, like, you know, you need to do something, put it to paper. And then once it's to paper, start slowly taking those actions and moving towards, you know, the end goal and it will come alive. So those are the steps in my head. And I know, I know that I'm going to get there. It's just a matter of when (laughs) and how. (laughs) Well, that's that's the challenge. I'm going to need your help, Jeff. So, well, you know, we can talk about that for sure. <laughs> uh, and maybe we can re- record another coaching call for everyone to hear the ins and outs of, um, you know, this kind of relationship. So anything else you want to tell the listeners before we close up shop? Well, follow your gut. 
Really? I mean, it's mm-hmm. a mix between it's three mixes, your gut, your heart, and your brain, and they're all telling you something, but you know, if something's pulling you, just explore it. Even if you tried it and it didn't turn out the way that you thought, at least you know that you tried it and you're not having that what if. Explore those what ifs. That's my last tip because you don't want to be, you know, in your 60s and 70s and wish you had done stuff differently. So explore the what ifs. I love it. Wise words from a wise woman. Oh, Sarah, it's such a pleasure to have you on the Focus Coach today. What you focus on matters. That's the whole hallmark of this whole program. And so thank you for sharing your world and what you're focused on right now and a little bit of what's next for you. Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to have more of Sarah in the future for sure to see how this all unfolds itself. So take care of yourself and we'll be back in touch. Thank you, Jeff. All righty. Peace. Thanks so much for tuning into The Focus Coach. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and share it as well. Also, go to thefocuscoachshow.com slash tools to get your free worksheets, donate to the podcast, and also sign up for a free coaching session. Until next time, peace.